Hello and thank you for logging on to the Memory Gauge, your new favourite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host, Connor, and today we're taking a look at a new archetype from EX02 Digital Hazard, the D-Reapers. Now these new cards are very strange and they can be a bit confusing. So we have Devin from the Digital Champions and the Tulsa Tamer Society here to help us take a look at these weird new cards and walk us through it. But first, of course, it is time to take a look at the state of the meta. The big news in the past week has been the first place deck in the Carter Magica Ultimate Cup. In one of the first major EXO2 events, first place went to green hybrid of all decks. Uh, it would be easy for us to just say, well, the pilot, Russell the Par, was just very good, and this is kind of one of those outlier wins. You know, something that's not T1 can occasionally grab a win like this. But uh, Max Tapera, uh, pretty well-known content creator also managed to snag a first place result in a big event run by Mario Gaming World, and he was running a very similar deck, so I think that's kind of evidence that this is a deck to keep an eye on, because talented players are playing it, and it's doing very well. We've also seen some results from Blue Hybrid, Blackwall Greymon, and then the expected Yellow Hybrid results, Mastemon, uh... Those things. It's still early in EXO2 days. We haven't seen many big events, so it's hard to see EXO2-specific results at the moment, but we're seeing about what we expected. It's definitely going to be interesting to keep an eye on these results as we move through EXO2. We start seeing more major events with EXO2 legal, and then we move into BTO9. I think we're going to see even more upsets, even more of these sort of rogue decks taking top spots as people become more experienced with the new digital hazard cards, more comfortable, and they start to experiment even more. And now for our main topic, Digital Hazard EXO2 is here. Last week, we took a look at all of the colored cards. That's the red, blue, yellow, green, black, and purple cards. And if you want to check that out, that is last week's episode. But this week, we have something special. We're focusing on exclusively the white cards from the set because there are so very many of them. And they all come under kind of one archetype. And since... EXO2 is not actually released here in Oceania yet. I don't have these cards. We have some help here today. So we've got Devin here from Digital Champions and a few other things to help us talk about the D-Reapers. So thanks for coming on, Devin. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Connor. Oh, always a pleasure. So, D-Reapers. They're... Oh, they're wild. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll, as soon as you start looking at the cards, if you're one of those... If you're a person who listens to a podcast and also follows along on a screen, which I don't think there's many. I think mostly it's in the car or at work. But if you are following along on a screen, you'll see that the D-Reapers immediately look very wild. They're not, um, they take everything we know about what a Digimon card is kind of meant to look like and they sort of throw it out the window. Yeah, they just do it wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Digital Hazard, the set is uh is based on the third season of the anime for the people who've looked at it, at it 
And as far as I understand it, it has been a while since I watched that season. Uh, the D Reapers are not re like they're kind of Digimon, but not really. Yeah, it's, it's kind, of... kind of more like a virus, I guess. Mm. So a little bit alien. It, it's the big bad. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, the cards definitely reflect that. Uh, so like. There's some common factors to all of these D-Reaper cards. The first thing is that they're all white. Um, they have no digivolution costs. They can't digivolve from anything. And they also don't have a level. They've just got a dash where you would usually see the level on a Digimon card, which um, basically means you can't digivolve over them with anything that could digivolve over a white Digimon. So immediately, Devin, when I looked at these, I was like, ooh, Sistamon shenanigans, but no, it doesn't Right. Work. Or Eosmon loops, oh, or... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, none of those shenanigans. No levels, so no digivolving. Mm. But that kind of helps you as well, because you can't, like, if you have an effect, your opponent has an effect that says delete, like, a level 4 or lower Digimon, they're not level 4 or lower. They are no levels, right. so... Yeah, throws uh, throws my favorite death claw right out the window. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. So making it a little harder to interact with them, and both for you and for your opponent. Uh, so that's common across all of the D Reaper cards. And then I thought we would take a look at each card in turn. So first, really, where I think we should start off with is a new Digi Egg. <laughs> Where we always start, the Digitama, right? Yeah. <laughs> At the um, beginning. Oh my gosh. So, Mother D-Reaper. It's the D-Reaper <laughs> Digi-Egg, kind of. So it is a Digi-Egg, it is a Digitama. You can put it into your Digi-Egg deck, hatch it, all that kind of th stuff. But unlike most Digi-Eggs, it has 15,000 DP. Where most Digi-Eggs have no DP. 15,000. Yeah. yeah, so this is uh, this is the reason that this DigiEgg is allowed to stay on the board state. So usually, you know, if any kind of shenanigans happens where you happen to get de-digivolved or you try to play something, Game Mechanics just deletes the Digitama. It, it has DP, so it just sits there. It's fine, I guess. Yeah, um... And like like the other D-Reapers as well, Mother D-Reaper doesn't actually have a level. So usually you'll have your Digitamas will be level 2. And there's kind of a game rule saying that nothing that's level 2 can move from the raising area to the field. Mother D-Reaper doesn't have a level, so it's not stopped by that rule. So as long as you are, so long as you are allowed to move like a Digimon from your raising area to the battle area, like you didn't hatch this turn... It can. And then you've just got a 15,000 DP Digimon on the field. Which seems Like we said, they, they did it all wrong. They, did, they made these cards all wrong. <laughs> so that, that's, that's the best card in the game, instantly. It's 15,000 DP instantly. and you can play it for free. So why would yeah. you play anything else ever? I mean, you can even have four of them. Yeah, just pumping these things out. Uh, obviously there is a catch. Um, so it has some effects as well. So it has once per turn, if you don't have another Mother D Reaper in play, place one of your ADRO2 searches from in play or from your hand under this Digimon as the bottom Digivolution card. And we'll talk about 
ADR02 searcher in a sec. That's another Digimon. Um, but just keep that in mind that so long as you don't have a two Mother D Reapers in play once per turn, you can start putting cards beneath this Digimon. Uh, your turn, once per turn, when you would play a card with D Reaper in traits from your hand, you may reduce its play cost by one for each of this Digimon's Digivolution cards. So you start to see sort of the play pattern, which is to get lots of Digivolution cards beneath the Mother D Reaper, and then all of a sudden your D Reapers become cheap or free eventually, I suppose, because it doesn't seem like there's a bottom limit. There's not. Yeah. It can so, just go on forever. So 15,000 DP, you're getting it in play for free. You keep playing long enough, all of a sudden you're playing all of your Digimon for free. Seems seems like the best deck in the format. Yeah. It's instant. I mean, there, there has to be something else. Uh, there is. <laughs> okay, it, good. <laughs> yeah. It also has all turns, this Digimon can't attack and isn't affected by your opponent's effects. So it can't attack. 15,000 DP, but it can't actually swing at anything. So it also isn't affected by opponent's effects. So like, what what all does that entail? Um, there's been a lot of confusion about this. It's kind of a going meme at the moment in a lot of uh, Digimon card game mm-hmm. places that like people are trying to figure out what can affect Mother D Reaper. And the, it's nothing. You can't Gaia Force it. You can't reduce its DP in any way with any of your effects. You can't suspend it. Um, you can't... There's no D-Digivolves. D-Digivolve, return to hand. Uh, even if Not you enough. have an effect that says, like, all of your opponent's Digimon um, get minus that one. whatever, or get returned, or get deleted. Uh, I think that's particularly for people who have come over from Magic the Gathering, where, like, there's some effects in Magic the Gathering that stop you from being able to target a card, but if you have an mm. effect like that that just hits everything, it gets around it, doesn't work. My magic people, Mother <laughs> D Reaper, still dodges it. It just cannot be affected by your opponent's effects. So okay, well, that seems um, it seems like you that's can't remove pretty it. Pretty broken. Yeah, it feels like yeah. it's just going to be there forever. Okay, but well, I, I was going to say I, you tell I, me I that there is a way to get rid of it. So there's a few things that you can do to this. This this creature is in fact a Digimon. One way to remove Digimon from play is to kill it. You can swing over it, and if you have more DP than it, it is deleted. So there's a few cards that allow us to suspend multiple... or I'm sorry, to swing at unsuspended things. Mm -hmm. So... One of my favorites as a purple and black player is my boy Chaosmon making a comeback. When Digivolving, unsuspend this Digimon. Then it can attack your opponent's Digimon. This effects allow you to attack unsuspended Digimon. He's a smooth 14,000 DP, just a little bit of a buff, and he gets right over it. Uh, Connor, I must say that one that I hope that you're playing with would be... <laughs> The uh, BT8 Metal Greymon. Oh yeah, you know what his inheritable does? I do. 
but for those people who might not know the the black or Greymon deck off by heart. As long as he's a dragonkin or a machine, you can attack unsuspended Digimon. There's another one. We've got the Judgment of the Blade for our red players. Any Huckmon or Royal Knight, Kof Kof Giyomon <laughs> tribe, can attack unsuspended. And then there's a few other in red. Zeke Greymon, for example, Marsmon. Uh, less um, consistent ways of removing them. And then one day my boy Russ Tyranomon's going to make a comeback and just absolutely oh, yeah. slaughter these decks. I'm just just waiting for the card that breaks it, right? <laughs> just like us all. <laughs> oh, it'll be beautiful once it finally comes to fruition. It'll be so great. All right. Well, that's that's Mother. Yeah. You're, you're not really going to remove it. You just kind of have to deal with the fact that it'll be on the field. Yeah. So, you, Like, you can remove it, as we said, by attacking into it with something that can attack unsuspended. Because that effect affects your Digimon, not the Mother D Reaper. Correct. So it gets around that effect. But as we, it's a Digi-Egg. Your opponent will have four of them. So... Right. You get rid of it, and then they just bring out another one, and then you better hope you have another Judgment of the Blade, or exactly. You know. And also, you've got to get over that fifteen thousand DP, and there's not many things that can do that. So, that kind of more true. effort than uh, it's worth in a lot of cases. Like if they've got a big absolutely. one I've, with a lot of inheritables, I feel like maybe you want to get rid of it so they have to start again. But for the most part, I feel like your focus will be in other areas. Absolutely. Uh, I do want to point out one thing about this um, absorb feature that Mother D Reaper has. Um, mm-hmm. It says you can absorb a searcher and ADRO2 from play or from your hand. Yeah. I just want to bold that <laughs> because, uh, wowzers, did I play this deck wrong for a week and a half? Oh. <laughs> Were you not being able putting... to. Oh, from being, hand. Well, being able to put it from your hand is just yeah. just ab- just way more busted. Yeah, so long as you've got a searcher in hand, you can put it underneath the D Reaper. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Zero yeah. memory. So just a Still reminder to read your cards, people, because I've definitely done mm-hmm. made similar mistakes with things like at the moment I play a lot of Armor Rush, which has um Armor Purge as an option card, and when that comes out of security, it lets you play. In my version of the deck, it lets you play a Vimon from your hand right. or from your trash. I always forget that you can play one from your trash. And I always flip it and I'm like, ah, I don't have any Vimons in hand. And then I just don't use the effect for no reason. So read the Oh, cards. no. That is the best card in that Armor Rush deck, too. Well, oh. you'd think, but not the way I play it, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, well, let's let's keep going. Let's talk mm-hmm. about this uh, this searcher that keeps coming up. Okay, so this is, again, no level, white, uh, three to play, no Digivolve cost, 1,000 DP, ADR 2 Searcher, three to play, 1,000 DP. The main effect, you can include up to 50 copies of cards with this card's card number in your deck. So it's got that EOS 1 level 5 text. If you want to, you can play 50 copies of ADR 02 Searcher. I don't know why you would, but you could. If you're the kind of person who was playing that level 5 EOS Mon deck, 50 copies, maybe this I, is your I next challenge. I do have chance. to say, 
I do have to say, I, I lost to a guy playing that deck in the Ultimate Cup, so I... Oof. Yeah, I mean, what do you do? Uh, yeah, I was playing BL Star. <laughs> it was not fun. Um, but I wouldn't recommend playing only 50 copies of this because it also has your turn, this Digimon can't attack players. Yes, so you will not bad. be able to win. Uh, and on play, draw one. And then the inheritable is your turn. All of your Digimon with D Reaper in their traits get plus 1000 DP. So you can run a lot of these. You can put them under your mother D Reaper for free. Pretty quickly, it's going to get too powerful to even attack over, I feel. Yeah. Um, and then when you're playing these, you're drawing cards. So there's feels- almost no downside. Yeah, it feels like this is going to be pretty key to the D-Reaper strategy. And as I said, I haven't played with these cards, so I'm still learning as we go. But um, is this, is this a key part? It feels like a key part. Yeah, you play like 20 of them. Yeah. Because I imagine you want a lot of fodder for your mother D-Reaper to be able to put underneath it. You um, And this feels like you're going to get through your deck pretty quickly, one way or the other. Like... Yeah, it, it really is your only draw support in the game. And because uh, you're not because you're not digivolving. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because the, the thing that gives us draws, you're not doing. Um another really cool thing about this is say you go first, you hatch your mother D Reaper, you play one of these searchers, pass turn at one. Great. They pass you turn at one. So then you can raise your mother, absorb the searcher. Play a searcher for free, and then continue your turn. You you can instantly value. It's just a free draw. Instant, instant value. It's really, really the most. It's crazy, <laughs> vital for the deck. Absolutely. I right, well, I like it. Cool. cool, cool. Interesting the way that they're getting around, um, uh, not being able to draw from Digivolution. It feels like right. that was a key. The basic, the basic yeah. game mechanics, right? Okay, if you can't digivolve, <laughs> how else are we going to be able to let players draw cards? Exactly. Cool. All right, so we have next ADRO3, Pendulum Feet. I love the names of these. They're <laughs> so accurate, too. I wish that this was a visual media so that we oh, could yeah. show people what these things look like. They are this so one has... Sick. Whatever you're picturing when you hear the words pendulum feet, pretty much. Spot on. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you're not just playing four Mother D Reaper, Digitama, and then 50 uh, searches. There's other support. There, so, pendulum feet. There's, there's a few. <laughs> uh, three to play, 3000 DP. It has on play, reveal the top three cards of your deck, add one card with D Reaper in its traits and one ADR-O2 searcher among them to your hand. Place the remaining cards on the bottom of your deck in any order. So a little bit of search. You can grab one of your other D-Reaper cards and a searcher. You could just grab two searchers as well, because I'm pretty sure the search, like all of these have D-Reaper in their traits. So Correct, yeah. Yeah, and that helps a lot, because usually you're not playing this deck as pure... D-Reaper, you've got some other sort of engine in there, so you're you're bottom-decking tamers a lot of the time this way. So being able to grab two searchers and not just limited to a D-Reaper and a searcher is really nice. 
Yeah, that flexibility is going to be good. And, and you know, turn two, you're playing this for three or for a two cost. Yeah, which is crazy. That cost reduction is going to be mm-hmm. my sticking point through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I can't, like, I can't believe <laughs> that it makes them potentially very cheap or even fr- that's seems very good. Free a I lot suppose of the we'll time. Yeah. as we as we yeah. go, but that seems immediately that seems good to me. Mm-hmm. All right, ADR O four bubbles. Uh, three to play, three thousand DP. It has a security effect, so when it comes out of security, place one of your searches from in play or from your hand under one of your Mother D Reapers as its bottom Digivolution card. Then on play, place one of your searches from in play or from your hand under one of your Mother D Reapers as its bottom Digivolution card. So no longer are you just getting one searcher beneath your Mother every turn. Uh... Once you've got bubbles in hand, you can start getting two. Or if it comes up from security, you can start placing even more searches beneath your D-Reaper and just keep mm-hmm. pumping it. Yeah, this is really uh, how you get to turbo playing things for free, is using the bubbles engine. Uh, being able to play this for two and then next turn play it for free is wild. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that seems that seems good. So re- really, game plan from reading the cards, getting getting lots of searches beneath your Mother D Reaper is like goal number one. Get a bunch of them under Absolutely. There. Absolutely. That, uh, that will lead us to eventually our win condition at the end. Getting I mean, all yeah, of because like, this is all value town, but these don't... Like, but this isn't our win condition. So far. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's still only 3,000 DP so far, so. so. It's fine. Like, it's not... People are saying, oh, D-Reaper, it's very scary. You know, how do you beat D-Reaper? This doesn't seem so bad. This is fine. That's where it ends, right? We're done? <laughs> yeah, it was like four cards. <laughs> um, uh, ADR01 Jerry. Five to play, 5,000 DP. Main, you may suspend this Digimon to reveal the top five cards of your deck. Place one searcher among them under one of your Mother D Reapers as its bottom Digivolution card. Place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. So again, you're getting more searches beneath your Mother D Reaper. This one's a bit more expensive, but also repeatable. If your opponent is not getting rid of the Jerry, you can just keep doing this. Absolutely. And if you have ways to put your searchers underneath the mother without suspending Jerry. That's 5,000 DP when you play it with nothing under the mother. All of those searchers are giving you plus 1,000 DP. So this is easily swinging over level fours, level fives all day. Oh, yeah. I can I can definitely believe that. Yeah, the Jerry has been my main engine to make the deck play a little bit quicker, but also to board control. Because sometimes you just need something with a lot of DP, you know. Yep. Sometimes you just need that big beat stick, and Jerry seems like pretty quickly it's going to be able to be that beat stick, like without too much work. Yeah, pretty much part. turn three, it's nine thousand DP. So, whoa, okay, yep. And and also you're playing it for very cheap, so it doesn't even cost you much. Right. To get it in. Oh man. Right. Um, and so I like the archetype's getting a little better. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I like that it's looking at the top five cards of your deck and grabbing a searcher. If, as you said, you're playing, what, roughly 20 searches. Right. Uh, that That's that is two-fifths of your deck, so you should hit this most times, mathematically. Almost every time. Mathematically, almost every time, yeah. Yeah, mathematically, almost every time, which, as we know, does but not actually correlate to what you're The RNG gods, yeah, yeah. They, they do not smile on you every every time. But the odds are good. Alrighty. All right, so let's yeah. talk about this creep hands. So this is this is where I start getting split with all of my um, decisions on deck building. Is right here, right around the ADR 05 section. Before so creep we t- hands. Um, before oh, we talk about, sorry, the effect, because I'm just mm-hmm. looking at the picture. And can I just make one? I have one complaint about ADR 05 creep hands based okay. on this art. And that's the fact that you can't see its hands. They're obscured by smoke. Right. The guy's called Creep yeah. Hands, and you can't see his hands. So I want to see those this Creep is Hands. A, right. This is a pretty big uh, blunder by <laughs> the, by Bandai. They use stills from the actual television mm. series because there's not like you know there's not Digimon uh, Reaper database yeah. art. You know, like no, nobody's commissioning that. Uh, maybe the Jerry, but you know, not creep hands. So there's there's plenty of good creep hand pictures that they could have used. I agree. Yeah, the smoke really. Mm. Yep. Sorry, David. Was... Okay. That's no. That's that's a great point. <laughs> okay. But I feel like you still okay. play it. So tell us what it does. Yeah. So so I like it. So mm-hmm. he's a five cost of play, or you know, free, whichever. Uh, he's got six thousand DP. Mm-hmm. He has opponent's turn, which is very important. While you have a Mother Reaper in play, this Digimon gains blocker. So there are cards in the meta right now, uh, Fire Rocket, for example, mm-hmm. that are kind of the bane of regular decks' existence, right? So they're on the security effect of Fire Rocket, delete a blocker. Um this gets around that by being opponent's turn, turn, just like the way Diaboramon does right now. So I I think Creep Hands is really good. I don't know if the Reaper decks necessarily need blockers, though. Hmm. Yeah, that is true. Blockers have kind of fallen out of favor a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Recently, it's nice. Like you don't he's... see them as much as you used to. Right, it's nice that it's a 6,000 blocker, but the searcher uh, inherited effect is only a your turn effect. So you're still just a 6,000 blocker. You know, I, I'm i back and forth on it a lot, but the yeah. fact that it's opponent's turn that it gets blocker makes me want to play it more because of things like Fire Rocket in the meta currently. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, with your Mother D Reaper effects, it also feels like you can play this... You'll be playing this for very cheap. True. You know, it's not necessarily going to be five to play. Like this could so be that's a value. But, three cost but also blocker, two could. cost blocker at 6,000 DP. Right. Yeah, that feels pretty good. So, yeah. But, you know, you could also be using that to turbo into your next Jerry, right? <laughs> to to play mm-hmm. more bubbles out of your hands. So I'm I'm back and forth on the, the blocker mechanic in D-Reaper as a deck. But 
Uh, I agree. His picture should have been better. That's, they really <laughs> dropped the ball on that. Uh, ADR07, Pallet's Head. Pallet's Head? Pallet's Head. Uh, 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 Pilates? I don't, I don't Pilates. know. I hear all kinds of stuff. Uh, could you read this one for us while I admire Absolutely. this terrifying artwork? This this is where they start to get really creepy as uh, as just the Reaper aesthetic yeah. starts to set in. So this is a six play cost, uh, three thousand DP. Main, if you have a Mother D Reaper in play, you may suspend this Digimon to delete one of your opponent's Digimon with DP less than or equal to this Digimon's DP. Oh, I was going to say, 3,000 DP doesn't seem like a lot. Once we're but getting up to on your turn. To... Hmm. But on your turn, the searchers are giving you plus 1,000, so every yeah. turn, it's 1,000 DP more. Okay. So they printed a yellow card in this archetype. <laughs> which is wild. I can't believe they did this. Yeah. So, pretty easily, it feels like you're going to be deleting things with, what, 6,000 DP, 7,000? Oh, by the time you're playing it, you're playing it to delete things for 6,000, right? Uh, ideally, you're playing it your third turn, or maybe quicker if you can get a couple, like, a Jerry, a good Jerry, or a good Bubbles, right? Yeah. But, I mean, you're probably playing this for three cost. It probably has 6,000 DP, so that's instant blocker death. I'm, it, it's so good. <laughs> this may be one of the best cards in the deck, just because late game, it's unstoppable. There's nothing you can do about that. It's not even an on-play effect. It's, it's just a main effect. You, yeah. you just get to choose when you do it. So you can play it, do more shenanigans, and then kill something. <laughs> that's silly. That does seem quite good. Yeah. Ah. So that's why so that's why it's so weak to start off with, is because if it was any stronger, it would just be like Too nuts. broken too quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've got to have a bit board. of setup, but it's gonna be really good. You're gonna control the board, like get rid of some key pieces very easily. Yeah, the payout is uh very well worth it. Okay. ADR 06, Horn Striker. 7 to play, 7,000 DP. Your turn, while you have a Mother D Reaper in play, this Digimon gains Rush. Now, I'm interested to hear whether this is very playable or not playable at all. I feel like it's either one of the two. You know, I this is another one I'm back and forth on. Mm. Um. I have a yellow version of this deck built, a yellow yep. base. I don't play Horn Striker because if if I can get my other win condition off, I don't need this card. Mm. And early game, this is kind of a dead card in your hand. You know, I mean, cheapest you're playing it for is uh, five early game, and that's just bad. So it's just a dead card in your hand, you know? I mean, nobody plays Bushi Agumon at the beginning of the game either. No, no you wouldn't. That's if you can't keep stuff. control of the turn and play this, then it's meaningless. 
Right. So, uh, once again, why would I not want this to be, you know, Mr. Pilates head? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Sneaking in for that last attack, maybe, I late game. Like, closing out a game could be good, but, yeah. I mean, potentially your turn four, you could play it for one or two. And that could be good, but I think you're right to be back and forth on it. Um, this this is something I would want to test a lot, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. to figure out whether this is actually going to be good or not. Right. You know, yeah. I, I just don't it. like that, you know, because it's Rush and that's the only thing it's doing. Once exactly. it's down and it's attacked, that's it. Like, if you have another turn well, after you played mean... this, it's kind of, uh, yeah, it's 7,000, but... Right, and if you're playing it, it, you're probably playing it for a, a reduced cost of four, right? So that's that's scratching eleven, <laughs> twelve thousand DPS. So that feels pretty good too. I mean, yeah, that that got to remember that. Ah, the got to remember the additional yeah. DP. The inheritable is kind of wild because if you could drop this with a with five or six underneath your mother, then you're swinging over almost every mega in the meta right now. Mm. Okay. So there's there's potential. I'm just it's so useless early game. <laughs> I, I just don't know if I can play it. I don't like games to last that long. I got other things to do, you know. <laughs> Quick games are good games. That's why I don't yeah, that's why I don't play Mastamon. <laughs> Too much thinking. Alright. Um ADR08 Optimizer. Uh so ten to play. 9,000 DP. On play and when attacking, once per turn. So this effect happens on play or when you attack with the optimizer. If one of your Mother D Reefers has five or more Digivolution cards, reveal the top three cards of your deck. You may play one card with D Reaper in its traits and a play cost of 10 or less among them without paying its memory cost. Place the remaining cards... Hang on, did I copy that right? At the top of your deck in any order? Huh. I definitely misread that when I first read this card because I assumed they would go to the bottom, but no, it puts them back on the top. Hmm. Tell us about Optimizer, David. uh, A play cost of 10 or less is everything that we've talked about so far. (laughs) Oh, you know, man. you know all the all that all those conversations that we had about man. I don't know. It does, I don't feel like it's worth playing at that cost. Well, you don't necessarily have to. Oh, so optimizer, <laughs> optimizer is not the kind of deck that I am trying to play when I'm trying to play D Reaper. Okay. Um. Once again, the other win condition... We still haven't talked about the true win condition of this deck. Uh, I think that the true win condition of this deck does not have very good synergy with Optimizer. No. Not not at all. But the next card that we're going to talk about, ADR09 Gatekeeper does have amazing synergy with Optimizer, because if you just play these two as your win conditions, the deck can be very, very um, grueling, I think is the word to play against. <laughs> I think I think grueling is probably the right word. 
let's just go ahead and jump in. ADR09 Gatekeeper um, yeah. is an 11 play cost, 10,000 DP. His security effect is uh, the same as um, Swart Defeat. So play this card without battling and without paying its memory cost. So it turns over, you don't battle, it just plays at the field. On play, if you have a Mother D Reaper in play, recover one. So that's crazy. Okay, uh, yep. Then on your opponent's turn, while you have a Mother D Reaper with six or more Digivolution cards, all of your opponent's Digimon gain security attack minus one. Ooh. So a combination of Optimizer to play any of these cards that we've talked about other than Gatekeeper for free, and then Gatekeeper either coming out of security to recover or you're playing it from your hand to recover, and then turning off security checks is a, a crazy combination. Crazy. That is going to make it so hard for your opponent to do anything but especially to win yeah especially when i play tk Kari's and tactical retreat because you've got a you if the digimon has negative security attacks if it can't check security mm-hmm. it can't win the game when it attacks correct and because so often we win with like digivolving into a hybrid just to swing for the last direct attack or you know, with one of your smaller Digimon that's only swinging for one that you're kind of holding back just because it only needs mm-hmm. to do that last attack. This they, you need to get rid of Gatekeeper first, and that's which a whole, is that could be a whole a thing. Ten thousand a ten thousand DP monster. That's yeah. that's wild. So oh. the good thing about all these cards that we've talked about is Mother Reaper is the only thing that can't be affected by card effects. Yeah, all of this stuff can be removed. Uh, I, I've seen in many a games where somebody throws down a gatekeeper thinking they've won, but they gave the person five memory and a mega death comes flying out of their hand as fast as possible, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, sure, play it again, but I'm about to win. Yeah, so if, if you can get the combo wombo, these these things are wild, <laughs> but they are removable. Yep, they're interactable. You do need, you need that setup. Like you need that Mother D Reaper to be set up with those Digivolution cards, and that's going to take. You know, from what you've been saying, that's going to take a couple turns. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, it's not like it, yeah. you're not realistically playing these cards before the fifth or sixth turn. So I mean, this game has been going on for long enough. Hopefully, the other person uh, has put up a good fight you know hopefully they've got something going for them yeah um and we'll talk about we'll probably have have a chat about how to play against d reaper as we reach the end as well as how to pilot it because i feel like it's you want to know about it from both sides but probably before we get there there's one more card we need to talk about yeah the big bad (laughs) oof reaper Nice and simple. Just called Reaper. No ADRs. Just the Reaper. Yeah. Uh, this costs 20 to play. 20. 
which is but, with the memory gauge system, realistic. That is the most is anything could cost to play, and still and still be at all playable without any other kind of effect, because you've got to be on ten, and then you play the reefer, and then you set your phone into ten, and that is all that happens. Uh, Twenty is huge, so hopefully Reaper's going to do wild. a lot, or there's going to be some trick. So, yeah, there's a trick. So, Reaper's sitting at 15,000 DP. So, 20, 20 to play, 15,000 DP. That's with, on turn one, with a Reaper, with a Mother Reaper, that's a 16,000 DP. That's yeah. swinging over Omnimon. So, how do we get this thing on the field? His effect reads... When you would play this Digimon, you may trash seven or more Digivolution cards from the bottom of one of your Mother Reapers to set this Digimon's play cost to zero. So this is an errata, because Mm -hmm. some of the cards read to reduce this cost to zero, but it's not. It's set. You get to play it for free. Psychmon is psyching you out. (laughs) You just get to play it for free. This Digimon has a rush. Really stop it. You can't stop it. And yet, and he's just going to swing. <laughs> and then when he swings, his win attacking goes off. You may place two searchers from your trash under this Digimon in any order as its bottom Digivolution cards to oh, unsuspend this man. Digimon. So if you played this Digimon for free, mm-hmm. if you set the play cost to zero, that means that you have four attacks with this thing. Mm -hmm. So that's not saying that your opponent has killed any of your searchers in the game. There was no searchers in your security and you milled zero. You only get four swings. Yikes. So the first time this thing swings, it's 15,000, but Searcher's ability adds 2,000 DP to it. So now we're swinging 17, oh and now we're swinging 19, and then 21. So and, if, uh, if your Omnimon or your Gallimon Crimson mode or your Imperial Jamon Paladin mode is going to come up in security, you want it to be swing one. It has to be swing one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so this is the win condition. This is the win button. You can do it. You can clear your opponent's board. It just keeps on suspending. You can swing at security. You just, it it facilitates the entire swing for game mechanic for this deck. It's wild. It seems, yeah, seems good. Seems very Seems good. good. Like you can, your opponent can interact with it. They can delete it, you know, the way that they would Gaia oh. Force or whatever. Um, Mega Death. The Flower Cannon security feels real good too. Um, but you, yeah, you're basically your opponent better hope that they have a good security because this thing is going to attack four times on the turn it comes down. As you said, most games that's it. Yeah, you know. You, you have, and or you can it just cleared it, you your entire board and then yeah exactly 
Oof. Big oof. Um, so, Re- Reaper, dear Reaper, they seem pretty strong from what we've been talking about. Like, if you can get your board set up, if you can get your Mother D Reaper set up, it feels like it's just going to snowball. The longer the game goes on, the cheaper everything's going to be, the more powerful everything's going to be. It's just going to build and build and build. And it will be very difficult to stop because it's so hard to interact with that Mother D Reaper. And even if you do, another one just comes out and then cycle begins again. Yeah, that probably feels the worst, is when you do deal with the Mother Reaper and they're like, okay, I can play this game, and they just bring out another one. So the way the way to beat this deck... Yeah. You just play fast. You just rookie rush them. <laughs> um, the, the absolute worst thing that can happen is that you turn over four gatekeepers in security. <laughs> that would be bad. You know? Like... What's going to happen if you just continuously swing in with your rookies? You just you just hard play a bunch of rookies and you just keep swinging in. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes things happen, like you play TK and Kari's, and then you know they have yellow shenanigans, or you you turn over a, a crimson blaze. I've seen people playing red bases, uh, maybe an ultimate flare with the black base. So there there are downsides, but. Honestly, if you just play quickly and just get your attacks in as fast as possible and don't let them hit these win conditions, these three win conditions cost 10 to play, 11 to play, and, you know, seven sources to play. Can't really say 20 to play. That seems silly. (laughs) But, yeah. So, I mean, you just have to play play quickly. Uh, Mm -hmm. Don't let them go long because it will be almost impossible. <laughs> Unless you're playing security control. And then, you know, you're probably going to have a good time. Yeah. So, like, not insurmountable is what you're saying. There's been a lot of sort of hype online with this. A lot of people have been talking well, about it's this. Different. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a because whole it's new way to play but... the game, right? Yeah. yeah, and there's been a level of fear as well. Like, you see that text on the Mother D Reaper that says you can't interact with it, and it's 15,000 DP, and it's natural it to be like, oh, my God, how am I going to... Like, how do you even fight against that? It comes out for free, it's 15,000, I can't kill it. What do I even do? But, you know... It's just a ticking you... time bomb. Yeah, but I suppose, yeah, same as you play against any deck. you got to know know what you're line of plays in this case it's to try and play fast mm-hmm. and just yeah stick with it yeah exactly and if you're playing it you know you just play the reaper as quickly as possible <laughs> seems like the best That's way pretty, to go um yeah it's pretty much the entire win condition uh <laughs> but as uh as we've been going on you've been talking a bit about different bases for this deck and obviously you've built at least one version of it and i remember you were talking about maybe trying a couple others can you talk a little bit about if you were building this deck how, what i guess how do you build this deck it's not just d reaper cards is the sense that i'm getting for sure yeah um running all d reaper cards makes it 
extremely inconsistent in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. There's just not enough draw support. There's not enough memory gain. So like, you know, there's, there's nothing in here that we've talked about that says gain memory. Not a single card. It's a lot of reduced costs. There's a lot of uh, reduction searching, but there's no memory. So you're almost always going to play a memory tamer. So that kind of opens up your different color packages. Um, I've seen lots of people playing the yellow version with Kari that gives you a memory when you recover. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tactical Retreat, TK Kari to gain. Um, Spiral Masquerade is pretty busted in this deck. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else is great? Eden's Javelin, because you actually, in the yellow version, end up drawing a lot of cards, it seems yep. like. I don't know why, but... Uh, yeah, Eden's Javelin gets scary. Um, the red decks that I've seen have been running uh, Crimson Blaze that shuts entire archetypes down right now. Yeah. Um, Malo, Osman being one of my favorite decks. Uh, yeah, we don't play that at locals because <laughs> there's lots of red. <laughs> um, there's a couple other ways you can play it with black, I've seen. Um, mm-hmm. People just playing classic security control black with um, with this. And, and most of these are just ways to achieve your end game faster. So with the yellow version, it's just a little bit of stall so that you can gain advantage. Uh, with the red version, it's really aggro board control from them. With the black version, uh, you're playing like the Izzy Joes. So if they go wide on you, you're gaining from that a lot, which, I mean, once you give a D-Reaper deck six or, God forbid, eight memory, like, they can do so much in one turn, it gets nuts. Like, the, the, the mother effect is only once per turn, but when you have things like Jerry and Bubbles and uh, playing a Bubbles from hand for free and then playing tactical retreat for one tapping Akari. So that was free as well. Put that back in your security. I mean, that's just, just Yikes. constant cycle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's crazy what you can do, you know, when you start thinking about those kinds of things, um, you know, and there's, there's something to be said about just a mother egg and a searcher engine. Mm. You know, that's a, that's a one-cost draw. I, I'd play that card. Yeah. Right? Especially <laughs> if I could play it turn two for free. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. a really good rate. Like, I, I could right? see playing I mean, it. You have, to, you have to play 50 cards in your deck. Some archetypes are only 30. <laughs> you could totally play just uh, no <laughs> eggs and searchers. Uh I think we'll see a lot of those decks. I'm working on one right now. It's not good, but <laughs> one day, one day, we'll see. It's got I got that secret spice. If anybody wants to play, maybe you just go all in on Eosmon, and rather than giving it any kind of color Digieg base, you give it a Mother D Reaper base. Oh my gosh! Actually, that's not terrible. You know, because Eosmon. Oh, did you talk about blue card? In the last set? Because you didn't talk about the white cards, did you? We talked about... Last set, we did talk about... Um, 
Kalimon and Blue Card, but okay, you I, I like Blue Card, and so I'm always happy to talk about it. Blue Card, I think, is really good in Eosmon. Because you don't necessarily need oh. a tamer, and being able to digivolve for free into your level 6 Eosmon is crazy town. <laughs> so, hey, there's something, you know? Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the next best tech. Eosmon Mother Reaper search engine. Maybe. Maybe you did it, Connor. Maybe you cracked the code. I hope well, not. Oh, I always so knew I was going to. With. <laughs> um, but so, I guess, so if you're going to build D Reaper, uh, Tamers are going to be key because obviously your DigiEgg slots will be taken up by the Mother for the most part. So you can't do the, do the old trick of, um, you know, white Digimon base like you would do with Eosmon and then colored Digi-Eggs because you want those right. slots. And you definitely don't want to be stuck, I would assume, with like a colored Digi-Egg that you can't digivolve over to get rid of it so that you can oh, get your mother. Oh, that's a nightmare. That would be awful. So uh, Maybe you play, uh, yeah, that's, that's wolf. But that's not good. Uh, D-Reaper doesn't have, a t- like there's no D-Reaper tamer that necessarily is specific to the archetype so i guess your tamer slots in this deck are very flexible and where you're going to find those uh i would assume those different colors and the ability to play those different right color options and, and things and whichever tamer you choose really develops the play style of how you're going to play the deck mm-hmm. you know so if you're if you're looking for something a bit different d reaper could be a very good deck and the other thing i will say that you know, it has been noted before, but I think it's worth repeating. Uh, all those cards we talked about, all those really awesome D-Reaper cards that do a lot, uh, they're all rare or less in rarity. Yeah, there's only two rares total. Yeah. Like, your mother D-Reaper is rare, and your Reaper is rare, and then everything else is common and uncommon. And what that means is, this deck is very cheap to build. Very, very so cheap. if you are on a tight budget but you still want something that's going to do pretty well, D-Reaper is going to be the way to go because it will be quite cheap to put together. Like, even if it becomes very, very good, things tend to, you know, price spike when they become good and meta. But when the, you know, when the key cards are just rares. Yep. There's only so high they can go. I will say that I did open four boxes of EX and Mm -hmm. uh, barely got enough searchers for my D-Reaper deck. So... It was pretty rough. I think I got uh, five searchers out of an entire box at one point. So the searchers may end up being the most expensive thing. It's kind of wild. <laughs> well, I mean, if you don't pull enough searchers, you hop on. You know, your your oh. you go to your local. I was going to say you go to your locals and you just ask for them because that's what yeah. I did, and people were just giving them away. <laughs> There'll be a bunch of them, and like if, yeah. if you don't have a locals TCG player, I can see. Currently, they're 70 cents. Perfect. Compared to a lot of the other decks, even in Digimon, which is generally like a lower price game anyway, uh, I've found compared to what, you know, Magic and Pokemon and that can run for. uh, Very cheap, which is nice. It's nice to have a deck that you could run on a budget. I think it's going to open up the game a bit for people. Yeah, I do too. Sure. Plus, they look cool. Like, if you get a chance, look at the art. They These cards are wild. They're so cool. 
they look like nothing else in Digimon, which considering Digimon covers a really wide range of different designs is impressive. But that's, yeah, that's now, a pretty that's a pretty wild thing to say. <laughs> even now, many sets on, like many series on and stuff. We've had so many Digimon. I'm looking at these, and they honestly like they still it's capture that feeling of these are not from the Digimon world, you know, which is yeah. a test of it to the the people who designed these. I think. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Well, that that was a blast. <laughs> That was a wild, um, a wild journey. Excited to, just been on. Be excited to one day play this. I mean, going to be a, the the local D Reaper stand at your locals. If if we get Digital Hazard before we get BT09, then yes, Oof. yeah, it's going to be a hard decision. But currently, our our scheduled release date for Digital Hazard and our scheduled release date for BTO9 here are the same. So. Well, so hopefully you don't have to experience the um, oppressive beast that this deck is. <laughs> I might not. I might skip Breeze right past it, and I don't know whether I feel bad about that. Uh, people will still be playing it, don't worry. Oh, yeah. I hope so. Because it seems really cool. But. We've definitely talked enough, so um, I think now is a time that I would like to hear from the listeners. So, uh, David, you had a listener question of the week this week. Yeah, I sure did. Um, I wanted to ask the crew and all of uh, you wonderful people on the Discord that I will talk to soon, uh, (laughs) how do you guys think D-Reaper will impact the meta? Do you think that it's going to be this crazy thing that's going to... It's going to take over and change how we build our decks like people have been talking about on Twitter? Or uh, you think it's going to be like my locals where every person that I've asked has said, no, I'm not playing that. Uh, yeah. It, for, for my part, I don't know whether it's going to be a big meta impact. I think it might a little. I think people are going to have to be aware of it because if you run into it and you're not prepared at all i feel like it's oh, gonna be a lose. problem but yeah yeah if you, if you don't know how to play against it and you're not thinking about it you, you'll lose to this deck it will it'll take the win but i don't know that it will have a bigger meta impact than any other good de- like you know good decks change the meta around them because you have to play around them i don't think it's gonna yeah, have an outsized very... impact is my right yeah i feel very uh bridesmaid about this deck you know (laughs) i think i think it'll it'll always be on the stage but never in the spotlight yeah i i think it's cool and people will play it but i don't think yeah i would agree with you but i would love to hear what everybody thinks like maybe you have a different take on it and i would absolutely love to hear about that so if you have an answer to our listener question or if you have any questions feedback comments or concerns at all you can if you want to contact me you can email me at memory gauge podcast at gmail.com join our facebook group memory gauge podcast tweet at me at connor efmg or as devin says join our discord server and if people wanted to find you devin you had a few things that you wanted to talk about and i would love to hear about them yeah for sure so i run a little local uh not so local anymore discord called the tulsa tamer society uh Mm -hmm. we talk a lot about meta 
play games over there. It's a lot of fun. You guys can come join. Um, and I've also just recently started um, being part of this team called the Digital Champions. Uh, we have started a Twitch account and a YouTube channel. Um, you'll be able to find links to all of that jazz in uh, the descriptions. Uh, we're planning on posting all kinds of content, uh, box openings, play uh, videos, deck profiles. I think we already have a few deck profiles up of topping lists. Uh, one of my teammates got eighth, I believe, in uh, the oh, wow. Texas regional. So his uh, yellow hybrid list was disgusting. So <laughs> you should go watch it and build it and play that deck because it's crazy. Awesome. I think that's it. Yeah. Well, and then, oh, go follow me on Twitter because I talk to Connor on Twitter all the time. And you should go talk to us. <laughs> yeah. It, there's good stuff happening over there, actually. Twitter can sometimes be a bit of a cesspool, so it's nice to be a little bit of a bright spot. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. Us, us and Karn, right? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Every, whenever Karn posts something, it always makes me smile. Like, he's got some good stuff. He's got a good Twitter. <laughs> I love his Twitter feed. So, yeah, um, forget about all my contact info. Just follow Carnie X on Twitter. Just <laughs> in, in conclusion, uh, thanks for listening. Go ahead and follow <laughs> Carnie X. <laughs> uh, but what you should also do if you're going to do that so that you don't miss out is to make sure that you're following the Memory Age podcast on your podcast service of choice because episodes of this show come out each and every week. And that way you're not going to miss out. And... I say it every week and you hear it on every podcast you ever listen to. But the reason that you do hear it every time is because it is so important. If your podcast service of choice allows you to rate and or review this show, please do so because it helps people find us, um, which you know is all we want. We want to kind of grow and reach people who will find this helpful and interesting. So please help us out by doing so. And with that, I think we can call it. So... Devin, thank you for being here. Always a pleasure. Oh, Connor, it's always a blast hanging out with you. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for helping out. And thank you all so much for listening. This is the Memory Gauge, logging out. Logging out. Yes. Yeah.